Dear listeners around the world, hi, my name is Alexandra Verbenska Knopova and I'm the host of this Aerial Emotion podcast. I hope you will enjoy this listening and if you do so, you can follow us on our socials. On the Instagram, we have account, the handle is at aerialemotion.competition or click to subscribe. Whether you are a competitor or you have no competition experience at all, we are all just curious, right? We are curious about um, what is behind the best performances of the world and how is it possible to build and perform choreography like the top pole athletes do. The main purpose of this interview is to show the road to the stage to listeners and athletes and therefore help athletes with useful information. We will hear experienced performer who is one of the top athletes of the decade. She is sharing with us her best and also dark moments in her sports career. So let's start with introducing our special podcast guest of today, who is great athlete and artist, experienced performer, and double world champion in pole sport and art. Olena Minina, welcome. Hey, hello. <laughs> Hi. So, how are you today? Well, I'm fine today, uh, despite it's uh, difficult to express my feelings because, uh, as you guys know, I'm from Ukraine and currently I live in Kiev and the situation uh, is different and some days are not really good. But today yes. is okay. <laughs> Yes, I can imagine. So thank you very much for deciding to join my podcast again and find some time to talk about your experience in pole sport and competitions. I would like to ask you to tell us a little bit about you. What are you doing actually in sports? If you are coaching, if you are preparing for another competition? Well, actually in my life I'm doing many things and sport is a big part of it. Uh, currently, I'm an athlete and I'm a coach. I train my students uh, just for fun. Like, I mean, I have um, students whose hobby is pole dance. And, and I also train students who are pretending to be a professional athletes and uh, competitive athletes. And I prepare them for the competition. This is the main part at this moment because uh, I'm not taking part in the competition currently and uh, I'm training other people to do that. Yeah, sure. And tell us a little bit about your competition experience in past. What titles did you gain? Actually, there are many, many titles because I, I got uh, used to apply for many competitions in one period and uh, I won numerous of them. So usually I tell something like uh, I'm Ukrainian, European, world, pole sport and pole art champion and the winner of multiple pole art and pole sports contests. There is a big list on my Facebook page if you want to specify any titles because there are too many, you know, to tell the everyone. And for sure, yes. my biggest achievement, the one I'm proud of, is a World Pole Sport and Pole Art Championship, which was held in Bologna in two, uh, 2021. And I got both titles. So I'm both Pole Sport and Pole Art Champion of this year. Beautiful. It is such a big achievement to do it in um, one year, in one season. 
I think these competitions was near nearby each other. So I yeah. can imagine how difficult it was for you to do uh, two routines, right? Yeah, it was difficult. And uh, many people actually asked me how did I manage to prepare both of them at the same time, because the competition was uh, like in between of one week. And I should prepare and I should train both of the routines. But then at some point, I think it's even a bit easier than to focus only on one routine and only on the combos for the one routine. So I trained like one day was for the pole sports, the other day was for the pole art. And they had two different, completely different routines with different characters, with different music. And somehow it distracts you and you're not that much focused for the one competition. I mean, you're not uh, that much stressed for that. So for me, for example, pole art day was like a day off because it's much easier than pole sports. And I really enjoyed to dance that routine those days. And then on the pole sports, for sure, you need to focus on many things to keep a lot of things in your head, like composer moves, lines, uh, angles, and many, many things. So it was more stressful day. Wow. I would never thought like this because I saw both of your routines and both were like so, so amazing and so hard. I would <laughs> never say you. that full, full art is some kind of rest for you. But yes, in comparison, it could be the case. So why? Why did you start uh, to competing? When? How? Why? What was the main point of competition for you? I mean, uh, in the past, not right now, yeah, sure. the World yeah, sure. Championship. Well, to say true, I decided to try pole dancing once just for fun. And the first training I went for and applied for, I didn't like at all. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. horrible because uh, we did like too many workouts without the pole and some stretching, but uh, I have a sport background. So for me, it was like a bit uh, senseless to do 50 minutes of some workouts of one hour class and then only 10 minutes for the pole. So I'm applied for the pole dance class, you know. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the teacher, well, for the time, it was like around 10, 11 years ago, well, she was pretty good and uh, she showed something and um, I was like, what I supposed to do? And she told me like, well, do at least something. I mean, no one even explained me that you can clean your hands and the pole. So it was really slippery and I was climbing like a <laughs> monkey on the pole. It was really funny. <laughs> but I was like, no, that's not for me. Okay, so um, that was tough start. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I even don't know the name of the girl, the coach, uh, but uh, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> and uh, later I was working as a fitness instructor and uh, there was a studio next to the gym and I was walking every day, passing it, and then I was like, okay, maybe I could give it another chance and I could try. And then uh, I got to the studio and uh, I like it a lot. Uh, and uh, it was easy for me, you know, to master all those beginner stuff. And uh, almost as soon as I started 
training pole dancing, I became a coach. Like, I mean, it was a really, really short period of time. So and, you were uh, talented. Well, I, I don't know if it's talent or it's just a sport background. Like, um, gymnastics helps you a lot because you have a coordination. You understand the body movements and, uh, yeah, you have some physical preparation to be ready to perform some tricks which are difficult for the beginners for example yeah so general strength and flexibility always yes. helps yeah, also sure. by pole beginnings so uh, you have been into gymnastics and it was since your childhood early childhood yeah, yeah i did gymnastics around 10 years and uh, i started when i was three years old I didn't achieve any high titles in gymnastics. I only compete in some locals competition. Uh, but I always dreamed to, to go on any important competition, like Olympic Games or the World Championship, and to win it. So you are competitive nature, right? Yeah, you are I not don't know. Scared. I... You, you want to compete. Yeah, <laughs> this is a part part of my character, I guess. Yes, and this Perfect. must make me to work on me and to um, grow up, maybe. <laughs> Perfect, because they uh, people comes with different personalities, and some of them like competitions, some of them uh, don't like competitions. Yes, so that's why I'm asking. Someone competes just because uh, their coach wants to them compete yeah sure. so yeah that's but when why you're a child when you're a child so you cannot actually choose that and uh, you know your parents actually choose for you to go for the gymnastics and your coach choose for you to compete or not to compete yes but, exactly yeah. that's what i'm talking about but when you are young, I think you have different thoughts, like competition is fun and then they present you some sweets at the end so i mean uh, the kids have different um, thoughts in their head yeah. <laughs> compared to the adults or to the people who are focused to win something, you know. <laughs> so this was your poll of beginnings. And uh, what about your first competition you took part in? Well, it was the Ukrainian competition. And uh, I remember there were so many people I, around 30 girls in each category. I've applied uh, directly to the pro because I thought wow. I, did, I did gymnastics. So it is kind of stupid uh, to go to amateurs because people in amateur category, they never did any sports. So I even never had any thoughts to compete in the lower category. So for me, it's better to go in pro and not to win among the pro, but to try to be on their level. Then to be the best uh, of the people who are lower level than you. And yeah. uh, that, that competition, uh, I was not that into pole dancing work too much. Like, I mean, I know, I didn't know any pole dancers, almost any pole dancers, just some people from my studio. So I was uh, really expecting the girls going to be a really high level. And actually they were, but I expected I actually going to 
win that competition so the first competition... oh so you won yeah that was my next question how it ended yeah and what was your feelings <laughs> it was first but i did some mistake in the very very beginning like i mean i didn't fall down but i sli- kind of slided and i was like okay i'm not uh, in the podium <laughs> so it's just yeah complete completing my routine and uh, yeah the guy who I was working with like a choreographer uh, he was like oh you did the mistakes you're you're not gonna be on the podium so but this is like a good start <laughs> but then mm-hmm. yeah they announced me to be the first and I was like oh really and I didn't expect it <laughs> yeah maybe they didn't notice your your slipping <laughs> yeah. well so they perfect. noticed but probably that penalty didn't cover uh the techniques or execution for the other stuff I did but mm-hmm. uh, uh, I remember I was that much stressed because I felt myself a bit out of this world I mean all the girls they knew each other and uh, they were doing some intensive warm-ups on the backstage but I was like really stressed out and I was frozen I remember for me it was even difficult to start warming up <laughs> Yes. And um, <laughs> yeah, when I won, I was really surprised, uh, like in a pleasant way. And it uh, was uh, one of the motivation to move on and to continue moving. This was big entry to take first place in pro category. So I think you were motivated later. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Tell me more uh, about your next competition. How was this path evolving? Uh, what were your next competitions you attended and how it has been go- going? Also good? Also first places? Or uh, were there some disappointments? Uh, later, I decided that I need to compete in the international competitions. Like I've tried the Ukrainian one. And... Uh, that Ukrainian one, they claimed like this is the um, the preliminaries for the world competition, but then uh, the federation was not officially held in Ukraine yet. So they told me like, you're not allowed to go to compete for the world competition this year. Like you need to apply for the next year for Ukrainian nationals. And if you win it, so you can uh, go on the world championship. Yes. But then I was searching the information because I told you like I was a bit out of this world and I didn't know any people. And uh, I've, I've tried pole dancing just for fun. <laughs> I don't know why did I choose to compete. <laughs> like some people of my studio were asking me like, oh, we are going for the competition. And I was like, mm, okay, maybe I can try it. Because <laughs> yes. so, Earlier we were talking like I'm a competitive girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I was starting um, to apply for the international competitions. And then um, I remember like it was not that um, high achievements for those first international competitions uh, because the level uh, abroad was a little bit higher. And uh, yeah, it was not that well experienced. So did some mistakes like I remember I was even angry at some point with me because every competition uh, I did uh, any stupid mistake (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's and, uh, uh, hard to notice when somebody doesn't know that routine as you. Sometimes it's hard to notice uh, also uh, where uh, when it's not a fall or, or uh, yeah, obviously yeah, sleeping. Sure. Yes. But if you forget some move or, or something like that, uh, it's not so noticeable. No, but uh, all the mistakes they were more about the execution, like uh, the lines, the uh, some slippery uh -huh. down. Mm -hmm. Like that was yeah, not, sometimes I, I... it's hard to, to get a good angle. Yeah, I think I've never forgot my routines in my life. <laughs> sometimes uh, 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 people are in stress, you know, and they forget something. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. But maybe uh, you are not in stress. <laughs> uh, it depends on the competition. Uh, but I remember that world competition we were talking earlier, the 2021. Uh, actually, it, uh, it was for me a big surprise. At some moment, I did the beginning and I stayed on the stage. And for a second, I like completely forgot what to do but then my body memory starts uh, working you know it was first ever in my life and the yes. only case but then because I trained my routine a lot so my body memory worked for me okay. I've heard the music and the body started moving and this was funny competition because uh, I was also talking to my teammates from Ukraine and all of them they told me oh I forgot my routine but probably it's because uh, this was the pan that pandemic time and uh, we didn't compete for a long time. So maybe it was some kind of stress out after <laughs> the long time being now on stage. Okay, so there was some good times, uh, good performances, bad performances in your career that you screw up something. So yeah, it's fine to, to hear uh, this from you because you are also human right now, I see. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, come to competition preparation and tell us a little okay. bit uh, how does your preparation uh, look like? For the different competition, I do the different things and um, I cannot say I have um, the same plan, I, like I, I have the same plan for the, uh, every competition. But there are some common things, like for example, uh, when you start, you need to choose the music and the character. So for me, usually I, I am inspired by the music and then I start searching for the character or for, for the storyline, if it's full art, which will suit the music and um, creating a story. Uh, in a very few competitions, I did on the opposite, like I had the character and then I searched the music for the character, but mostly it happens on the contrary, like I'm inspired by the music. Mm -hmm. This process is actually really difficult and long for me because um, I like a specific type of the music and then uh, I want to choose the music which people don't use, so it's not overused, right? And um, I like when it's some different contrast parts inside of the music track. I don't like to combine different tracks. For me, it's 
like you destroy their character. <laughs> I don't know how to express yes. it. Uh, like I prefer when it's a one piece, it's more fluent. I understand. And, uh, if you mix uh, especially two types of music together, it's like you have one emotion, then you stop and start over again. Yeah, For I me, don't like yeah. it as well. And uh, then Osborne is a very long route because there are really um, many rules which you need to follow and many things which you need to keep in your head and uh, also about the music, the music lens. For example, sports competition, they forbid to use the songs with uh, the words. Uh, well, for Pota is not forbidden, but then you need to be really careful. So you need to translate the songs if you use the foreign language and uh, to be careful on the lyrics. So there are not any rude words or not any meanings. Not so no, no rap, yeah. no rap, yeah. no hip hop music. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, you know, following those rules, I'm getting really angry when in some competitions for the kids, they use some songs with some not nice lyrics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's why I need to follow the rules and I'm checking the songs really carefully <laughs> for that. For the post parts, uh, the second thing, you need to choose the composer and moves. For the Posa World Federation, there are actually 10 of them and there are five groups. It's uh, flexibility, strengths, dynamics, then spins on static, and then um, tricks on the spinning pole. And mm -hmm. you need to, uh, to choose 10 tricks, and there should be at least one trick of each category. Then there are a lot of things like uh, bonuses and combinations, which gives you extra points. And for the post course, you need to be really careful about it. You need to read the rules and you need to cover all the possible bonus points for the competition. Otherwise, you're not on the podium because uh, people are smart and uh, they calculate, like they, mm -hmm. they're using math uh, to check what you can do to achieve more points and more scores. Mm -hmm. It was not the same always for me. At some point I was like, no, I will do, like, I mean, inside of the rules of the postcard, I will do whatever I want and uh, people will see the great techniques and uh, I, I'm going to be on the podium. But no, it's not working for the postcards. For the postcards, you need to read the rules and you need to cover all the possible extra points which are telling in the rules and mm -hmm. uh, for the postcards i firstly create the combos you like having those rules in my head and then i put them in the order because some tricks i need to perform in the beginning while for example in my hands are not that slippery and while i have the powers to uh, perform them and then some tricks for me like even though they are difficult, exactly for me, they are not that much difficult, so I can put them in the end. Yes. And uh, only then, yeah, <laughs> sure. But uh, everyone do this, like they know they are stronger and weaker parts, so they put the order 
uh, they put the tricks in the order they need. And then only you put the tricks on the music and then only you fill the other parts of the music with the choreography. For the choreography, there are also many rules and bonuses, like, uh, and you better use them in the pulse force. Uh, for example, like you can use acrobatic move, but only one to achieve some extra points. And then you can use to, to use two different types of choreography, like, I don't know, contemporary hip hop, okay? <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, if you combine them, so you get some extra points. Pulse force routine, becomes usually really difficult because uh, on the floor you cannot also get some rest you need to work to get and to cover artistic part of the routine okay so if you have uh, this many skills to cover do you have some scheduled time for this kind of workout like one day uh, your your workout is focused on dance parts second day on the combos on the pole third day i don't know uh, flexibility training or you train it in one one unit usually in the competition preparation i train it all together like i'm trying to find some hours during the day at least two hours uh, to work on everything i need But uh, when I'm not on the competition preparation, so yeah, it's one day I can go for the acrobatic class, the other day I sign up for the dancing classes, and then uh, like flexibility I'm trying to do every day. And uh, yeah, actually the pole, pole dance, pole sport training. It is hard, isn't it, to do it uh, every day? Aren't your muscles sore after? Yeah, they are, uh, but what you can do, I don't know how to explain it, but this is only me uh, who do this probably in the world. Like, uh, I train whatever happened. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, I mean, even okay. if I have injury, well, I'm trying not to make it worse, but I still go for training. Like, I mean, if I cannot work on the pole, I will train handstands <laughs> or I will do at least some flexibility or even some really mild yoga session, you know. Yes, like you use me, the part of the body which is not injured. <laughs> sure. For me, it's and, better uh, to train than not, but then you need to feel your body and to understand your body uh, whenever you don't feel about power training, so it's better to do anything else. Yes, and did you ever deal with some a kind of serious injury in your sports career? Sure. <laughs> like, the minor injuries happens all the time. Like, I mean, broken fingers or some bruises or some inflammation of the muscles. Like, it happens every day. I don't know, it's uh, part of your life if you do any sport. It was same when I was a kid, but yeah, when you're a kid, so it's getting a bit easier to recover. And it's the same when you're adult. But uh, yeah, I got some really serious uh, injuries. Uh, one of them was broken leg, and that was the reason why I stopped doing gymnastics when I was teenage. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other it, one it happened. Was... Uh, did it happen during gymnastics session or... Anything. Yeah, yeah, I did some, I did some acrobatics, and uh, I landed in a bad way, so I broke my ankle, and it was kind of bad injury, so I recovered for a long time. Mm -hmm. 
and then somehow the life went on the path uh, where it was difficult to come back for the trainings and uh, I stopped doing gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, they okay. were not only the injury case, but there were also some other stuff uh, which didn't allow me to continue. Uh, we were checking also on the childhood dream. I told you, like, I always wanted to win any competition, like any serious competition. And maybe some years ago, I realized I realized that I actually did, but not in the gymnastics, but in pole sports. <laughs> so mm -hmm. this means like um, my childish dream came true. Mm -hmm. And um, to come in back for the injuries and the post-sports for me, the serious injury was also that uh, period of preparation for the last worlds I took part in. And um, there is one trick which called Bui Bui Band. Uh, you can check it on the Instagram maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not that difficult for me, but because in the competition preparation, you train every day and um, you kind of overtrain. Uh, you cannot have a proper rest and recovery. So I've injured my elbow, uh, like I, I stretched my tendons and um, it was for me difficult to lift my hand, but I used some painkillers and then I also went uh, for one week vacation, thinking like maybe I'm gonna be better. And yeah, it went better, but I still thought it's kind of bad and do some medicine, so like painkillers to continue training because I cannot stop for the preparation for the vault. And then two days are before the flight to Bologna, before the competition. I've injured my other elbow as I felt oh my pain God. in my elbow. I decided to switch the side for the trick. And at some point it was really nice because I don't feel the pain. And I've injured the same way, the other elbow. And the other elbow was much worse. And it, is, it was also my uh, stronger arm. So it was like a disaster. And... Uh, uh, I remember I was just uh, sitting with my friend in the studio and uh, I was still trying to do the trick and she was like, okay, stop it. You need to stop it because you make uh, yourself uh, feel, feel worse and you will mm -hmm. injure it more. And I was like, no, I need to check it. I need to check it. And I was trying numerous times and I was trying to change this combination a little bit to make the pain easier and uh, the next day it turned out like I completely cannot move my arm at all mm -hmm. the next day I need to, to fly to Italy and we found the doctor and uh, he did me an injection in the elbows in both of them Mm -hmm. uh, is not the cure in medicine, it's uh, some kind of um, uh, hormonal medicine which uh, mm -hmm. blocks the pain. You don't feel the pain, but uh, it doesn't cure the injury and uh, it doesn't kill an inflammation. So it's just a really strong painkiller which you uh, put like locally 
because injection was in, in the place of the injury. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wears away, you don't feel it at all. And uh, at some point, uh, I think it's like the other side of the medicine, like you're a little bit lost in your coordination. I think that's uh, like the bad part of this medicine. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember on the stage when I was doing trials, uh, somehow I felt my body not that good. Uh, like I felt not being very well controlled the way I usually do. But then the good thing is like I completely didn't feel anything, neither on their um, rehearsal nor on the preliminaries, but uh, only after the third day, like I went out of the stage and it was the same uh, girl, my friend who helped me, and I was looking in her eyes and she was like, no, don't cry because everyone is watching you. <laughs> it was really, really bad. And she was like, stay strong, stay strong. Just five minutes while you're waiting for your results, just stay strong. Then you go out backstage and if you want, you can cry, you can scream and whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I survived the competition. For the pole arch competition, it was uh, like, I mean, I felt a little bit the pain but it was not that bad because for the pole arch competition i used the tricks which i'm confident in and um, they are not that tiring for me Mm -hmm. so that's the story how i survived the world competition (laughs) wow Wow. i kind of paid my health and uh, everyone asked me why and uh, I cannot say you exactly why. It just was uh, like this strong feeling inside and desire um, to go till the end, whatever happens. And this is also probably uh, one of my character in the life. I will go till the end, whatever happened. And uh, this is a funny story from telling this for sure even for me now, because it's the past story. And uh, I want to tell you guys, so health is always on the first place. Like, I mean, uh, don't believe in what I'm saying. And don't <laughs> believe it's a good thing. <laughs> According to the story, I thought you will say like, win is always first, your routine is on the first and then health, don't forget. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Yes, I understand what you mean that if you start something, some mission, you want to finish it no matter what, because otherwise you will feel like you failed. I understand. And I would never say this from your videos and from your performances, because you look so weightless and careless, like it's uh, something minor for you to do this routine, (laughs) like something very easy. (laughs) So, but so now you are now good you know the, <laughs> Yeah, now you know the other side of the medal. But I believe that's not only me. Like, I mean, many athletes, not in, only in the pole sports, in the, the big sports, they have such kind of stories where they go till the end, whatever happens. And this is not, not always like my story like i did till the, uh, did my job till the end like i decided to compete but and um, somehow it 
worked for me. <laughs> Though yes. I also paid uh, for that because uh, around half of a year uh, I had a terrible pain and uh, I was not almost training on the pole. And mm -hmm. maybe since half of the year I start felt myself better and I still have this pain and uh, my elbows and the tendons they are still not in a good condition and sometimes uh, I felt uh, in some tricks myself really bad and some days I also feel like it's better not to train on the pole today so I'm not sure if it's a good payment <laughs> or not mm -hmm. but uh, I did that mm -hmm. hope uh, you will get better soon yeah, better yeah, than sure. it's now yes that sure. it will heal And do you ever uh, tried to do maybe some uh, compensation workout for for this kind of injuries? Or, you know, in a pole, we prefer uh, just uh, one side or uh, part of another side. Maybe you need some uh, compensation workout or something. Well, personally, me, I train both sides. I mean, I cannot perform all the tricks on the both sides like some really high level dynamics tricks i train only on like i do on the one side but all the basic stuff uh, i can do on both sides um, all the deadlifts i train both sides and uh, that's what i do also with my students because i felt it on myself when you only train on one side then you have some problems with the body mechanics so even if the other side is uh, not working that well you need to try to do it even if it looks ugly uh, even if you have no powers uh, like you need to try to do in a cheating way but to train both sides yes especially good. Good for opinion. the kids especially for the kids because the Their body is still developing and they grew up, so uh, you are not allowed to work on, on one side because they're going to have some problems later. Mm -hmm. So I suggest uh, to all the people, all the pole dancers, to train both sides. And do you use some other recovery techniques despite of uh, compensation training and maybe sleeping? Do you use some wellness procedures or do you go for a massage? Well, it depends. Uh, for the competition, I'm trying to live a healthy life, like to eat the normal food, to sleep well, um, to not to drink alcohol or having night overnight parties okay sometimes uh during the preparation i have the days off at least one day off but well usually one day off and i'm trying uh, also to go maybe any for any wellness procedures so sometimes i have no desire and i'm not in the mood I cannot say that I like massage that well, just because I don't like when people touch me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I mean, if, it, if the, my boyfriend is okay, yeah, but I like to go for the sport massage for the specialist. But this is uh, yeah. my personal feeling. I believe that it works very well. 
I also have this uh, thing like a percussion messenger. I don't know if you know what this is, this thing which hits your body. And I like it because uh, you can do a massage too and mm -hmm. it works very well uh, after training and after you have your muscles tensed. Yes, to a little bit release muscles and so on. I love massages. I love massage, but I have a masseur um, who I who I attend like for eight years, so we know oh, each sure. other very well. So yes, I'm not kind of person to that uh, enter uh, any any uh, massage salon anytime. Sure. <laughs> so I understand, I understand <laughs> your point of view very well. Okay, so uh, you have uh, said something about the meal. Do you have some customized meal plan you follow or you just eat whatever you like, want? No, I don't keep any diet. And uh, the only rule I have is not to overeat. Like, I mean, if you want to, to have a cheating day and to eat some stuff from McDonald's, so enjoy, but uh, don't overeat. <laughs> Uh, I don't like this feeling after, and uh, this was not good for the body. And uh, as I told you earlier, like when I I am in the competition preparation, I'm trying to eat uh, healthy and balanced food uh, so my body can recover. Um, I'm not a vegetarian, but I'm not really big fan of eating meat. I don't like it just for its taste. Uh, so I prefer to eat some fish and vegetables usually. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you are not uh, like that um, bodybuilders who are uh, obsessed no. with protein and uh, protein intake in sports. No, uh, for the supplements, uh, sometimes I drink chondroprotectors. Is glucosamine and chondroitine. Sorry for my pronunciation. I'm not sure if it sounds the same. On I know it. I know uh, it. It's it's good yeah, yeah. for for joints. For the right? for joints yeah. and yeah, recovery. And uh, sometimes I drink collagen, also mm -hmm. for your joints and for the tendons. Uh, what about the competition mindset? How do you deal with the pressure which comes with competing and preparation? Do you sometimes experience emotional roller coaster or tiredness? Sure, everyone. Even if you don't see it, so I can tell you for sure, everyone, even a really high-level athlete, is being nervous and uh, have some mental issues on the preparation or just be before going on the stage. Depends. Uh, for me. It depends on the competition. It also, I think, depends on the people I'm traveling with for the competition. Because sometimes when I'm staying with my friends, I can stand it better. Sometimes mm -hmm. when I'm on my own, so you're overthinking on some stuff. Uh, it also depends on the competition organization because uh, sometimes uh, everything goes on time. Um, like uh, the poles are being cleaned well, you know, mm -hmm. and you're not worrying about anything to happen. And sometimes, uh, for example, there is a big delay and instead of performing in the evening, you perform in the, at the night and at the night you feel like, I don't want to go on the stage. I don't, don't want to 
do anything i just want to sleep <laughs> you know yes first if you do any mistakes so they will know because uh, you have those compiler rules in which uh, you put in the compiler form and the judge if they have it mm-hmm. and uh, you cannot do any step in any direction i mean because uh, uh, they will know that you did something wrong and you got uh, your pronouncers easily if mm-hmm. pole art if you do any mistake in the pole art competition so you can improvise pretending it's to be like that <laughs> mm-hmm. for me the funny case was uh, on pole art france in bordeaux i cannot say you know which year was that but i remember they had those uh, dancers floor like like it is uh, a rubber floor yes. and i had a dark red dress and when i was training my routine in the studio so we have the uh, wooden floor so i slided easily in it but then on the stage i felt like the fabrics from my outfit was sticking to the floor and i did some floor work and i was dancing with only my with the only thought in my head like oh my god i'm gonna open uh, my nipple they will see my nipple now oh, because i felt yeah. like my dress was sliding down <laughs> but um at some point i did some drama movements like in the word of the songs it was it's time to go so i turned backward to walk away from the stage <laughs> and uh-huh. i put put my hand on my heart pretending it's to be a deep emotion <laughs> and I started oh my, my outfit like uh, I was watching the video and no it was not visible like any bad things mm-hmm. about my outfit but yeah I was really stressed out because I thought like I gonna get penalty so they will disqualify me just because uh, my dress was sliding down and later the judges told me like you were so uh emotional today <laughs> <laughs> it was and i remember my teammate uh, from ukraine he came to me and he was like uh, uh did you lose your dress and he, i was like yes <laughs> because he, because he saw my rehearsal and he thought like something is wrong about this movement <laughs> okay so can we say this was the most challenging performance you had or when we talk from the point of view of uh, circumstances? Or... Maybe. So yeah, this was this, yes. <laughs> okay. So like I ha- you deal with this situation perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, at some points I also had the bad um, memories about the competition. For example, my first ever world post-sport championship in london uh, i fell down the trick i never expected i can fall down like it was um, a flying k spin mm-hmm. and uh, for me it was just the move to cover the compulsory move you know i never thought of it like for the difficult move and um in london there it, it was held in uh, july so it was really hot and mm-hmm. uh, there's also the high level of humidity and also they use the other type of pole they use the brass poles they are those golden color uh, mm-hmm. if you don't know and in ukraine we don't use them at all i don't know any studios which have this so the grip was really wired like i mean my body sticks 
too much, but my palms, my hands were really slippery. So I dropped down and I was that much shocked and surprised. Like, I cannot believe I did this. <laughs> and I mm -hmm. dropped down really, really bad way. And uh, I dropped down for the compulsory move and I lost the combination. So I got a lot of points uh, to calm down. And uh, yes. I didn't uh, went it through preliminaries that year, uh -huh. but it was also experience. Uh, this was uh, the most, one of the most disappointing moments for me. <laughs> yes, I, I think uh, it uh, happens uh, to many athletes, not only in your case, it happens sure, to yeah. everyone that they fall or, or make some fail. And how did you deal after this fall with the situation? Did you continue like nothing sure. happened or you were in shock sure. because you said you didn't estimate this? Uh, yeah, but I continued because I told you like, whatever happens, I go till the end. So mm -hmm. I believe this is the... Um, how to say this? This is also the respect for the judges because I could be... Uh, nervous and going out for the stage but then I continue my routine whatever happens and um, this is another challenge for me to pretend yeah. that nothing happens and to continue my routine okay and when we talk about these nerves and nervousness uh, do you have any special techniques or maybe rituals so one day prior the competition one night or one week uh, when the competition is coming to calm you down uh, well usually I do some breathing exercises nothing special just you need to breathe in four times and uh, to keep the air inside and uh, then I'm trying not to think and to focus on the bad things for example, like, what if they clean the poles in a bad way? What if there will be cold uh, in the, um, on the stage and I, not, uh, I won't stick to the pole? Mm -hmm. um, what if I didn't hear my music beginning or something like that? I don't know. Because there are actually many things in, um, on the stage which may happen. You are and not then... thinking about bad things. You are just focusing on the good performance. Yeah, I'm trying to think on my performance. Uh, I'm watching my videos of the, from the rehearsals. I'm listening to my music. And um, sometimes I'm talking to my friends to express my feelings, like even if they are bad. And um, also I was listening to some quotes. Uh, they were on mm -hmm. my native language, like... Uh, uh, they were recorded by a psychotherapist and um, these quotes they were special specially made for the athletes like mm -hmm. uh, is it is it your psychotherapist do you have some kind of mental coach no. or no uh, just random no it's just uh, like well, the friend of mine uh, she is psychotherapist and mm -hmm. uh, she's not my psychotherapist. She's mm -hmm. just uh, so you are not doing education. this. You are not attending any special sessions with some kind of mental coach or something like that. Because many uh, professional athletes uh, are doing so. 
for the sports no. no but yeah i have my friends who sometimes i talk to with so this is also some kind of like a therapy and um, mm-hmm. uh, this girl she stayed with me uh, during my preparation because uh, i don't have a coach i train on my own mm-hmm. and um, at some point to stay on your own alone in the studio is also a little bit stressful because you never know what may happen. And uh, I prefer if there is someone in the studio, I mean, at least some administration guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I train for the serious competition, especially for the postcards, I always ask uh, someone to come and to stay with me. And uh, this friend of mine, she uh, survived with me uh, many competitions. And um, uh, yeah, she did some kind of mental health health things. Like uh, we were talking and she was saying me some certain words. And uh, that was her who suggested me to listen to those quotes for the athletes. Mm-hmm. The, the meaning of them were something like, you're strong, you can go till the end. And uh, you have your aim and your pur- purpose and uh, you know why you are training for and which result you want to get. Mm-hmm. And uh, those quotes, I don't remember, it's maybe like a 10 minutes w- uh, where this mm-hmm. girl is saying it on the records. And this makes me uh, also somehow to stay calm. I don't know if this work because some people believe these things are work, like when you're listening to those quotes. Uh, but uh, I felt myself a bit calming down when I was listening to them. Yes, yes, perfect. You and, found some techniques like this to calm you down. And then when I was uh, too much stressed out and um, explode with the tears the, yeah that happens sometimes don't be surprised you only see uh, the part i show you in the instagram right uh-huh. <laughs> uh yeah she told me some words like um you did a big job to go for the competition and you train hard and look uh, you can do it easily the days you say me I'm tired, you can uh, dance your routine twice. <laughs> and uh-huh. like, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At some point, she was even make it funny. Like when I told her like, oh, I know, I feel myself today so sick. And she was like, <laughs> oh, when, when you say this, you go and you dance your routine usually. <laughs> yeah. And I even remember so also funny situation. It's like was- a warrior, warrior approach. Like sure. a real warrior. <laughs> so perfect. I remember so you don't have a you don't have a coach. You are creating no. routines and uh, doing everything on your own. You don't even have someone who uh, inspires you, like uh, with dancing parts. There is none who will help you with um, your dance routines, or you do it also on your own. Uh, well, uh, some period uh, of my competition life, I used to work with a choreographer and, um, well, I think that is also one of the reasons why I grew up, but uh, then at some point I started thinking like, uh, 
I'm staying on the same place, that my routines are looking really similar to each other. Mm-hmm. And at some point I stopped collaborating and I start creating my routines on my own. And mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was the best choice for me. And um, uh, I'm really proud that I can prepare myself for the competition on my own, creating all the stuff, like all the combos, all the uh, choreography by myself. For sure, I told you earlier, like I'm going for the dancing classes. I, I cannot say I have uh, someone exact to be inspired by, but then um, when you go for the dancing classes, you develop yourself and you have uh, like a library of the moves and mm-hmm. uh, it's getting easier for you to create the choreography. Yes, you can combine somehow, on your own. Yeah, and therefore it becomes you do... your masterpiece. Yeah, that's it. And uh, uh, working on my routines on my own, I believe my routines, they uh, start looking more fluent and one piece. Um, because before I felt like it was separate, the choreography and the character, and then the pole combos, because we did it mm-hmm. uh, separate. I did the combos on the pole and the choreographer did the other parts. And I felt like it's, um, it looked it's not, not really nice, like <laughs> it's not connected. And, um, when I start working on the routines on my own, I felt like uh, um, it's much easier for me uh, to feel myself, uh, to know where I want to rest, where I can do some strong moves, where and how I feel the essence for the music. And uh, somehow when I was watching uh, my old and my new routines, uh, they look more beautiful and more powerful and more interesting. Yeah, for sure. Everyone gets better with time. So I, I think it's normal. This yeah. is a long path. <laughs> yeah, long path. What would you like to say as an experienced competitor to pole dancers around the world, to the pole community? What should they uh, focus on when they aspire to be one day maybe as uh, good as you? Well, uh, first of all, you need to have your goals and your aims. I mean, this shouldn't be the aim of your coach or of your parents. You better have your own dreams and you need to follow them. So if you feel like uh, I want to be a famous pole dancer, I want to win the competition. So keep this always in your head. Why are you doing this? Because uh, the competition life, the preparation is kind of difficult. And at some point, everyone had this question in the head. Why am I doing this? Why do I struggle for that, uh, especially when everything hurts and you're that tired? So keep this in your head, keep this in your head, 
why are you doing this? This may be some other reasons, uh, you know, maybe you like to have the well-shaped body or maybe you want to uh, feel the audience on the stage. I mean, for everyone, this is the different uh, aim. So don't forget it and always uh, remember it. As a technical part, I also, I already told this, like uh, when you train, so health is always in the first place. <laughs> I'm, say I'm saying this from my own experience. Uh, so trust me. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, um, if you have any issues with the health, so uh, go to the doctor and um, have some rest if you need and take care of you. And then uh, speci specifically for the pole dance and pole sport training, I highly recommend you guys to train both sides and um, I highly recommend you to train um, not only the high level and stronger tricks, but also to develop yourself in the different disciplines uh, like a dance and acrobatic uh, um, artistic side and um, also what I see in Ukraine and what disappoints me in the competition uh, people are trying to do strong tricks but they don't care of the execution so uh, if you can do some kind of strong tricks so Try to make it look pretty. Try to work also on the lines and on the angles. Uh, even if you do the crazy stuff, it never looks that good uh, if you have reflexed feet and if you almost fall down doing <laughs> it. I really wish you guys uh, work also on the execution part. Yes. And then um, remember to have some fun. Like, I mean, this is a sport for some people, but if you only train it uh, very focused, so at some point you will hate it. So uh, try to find something to enjoy your training, to have some fun and uh, not to train only the tricks you need to learn or the combos you need to work on for the competition, but... Uh, to explore and to invent something. Yes, That's try it. to have some fun and some balance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. So thank you very much again for your time and for your experience. I, I'm so happy that you decided to share it with the world. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. So, dear listeners, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you do so, don't forget to follow us on the Instagram, which is aerialemotion.competition. And also don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Have a nice rest of the day.